0: Thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com. Bard Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon and social media stuff in the show notes.
1: Just click. Thanks. Previously on Bard Rock Cafe, our heroes confronted the bandits, who turned out to be super tiny goblins that could turn invisible. Yes, I'm checking my notes from that session and you heard that right. Tiny invisible goblins. They also had a sleep-inducing poison on their arrows, which ultimately knocked out the entire party. Where will they wake up? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe! Welcome
2: back to episode 17 of Bard Rock Cafe. Last time, everybody was knocked unconscious by a bunch of goblins.
1: Yay!
3: Particularly tiny goblins, I hear.
2: yes. Which you would know because you were totally here for that. Actually, come to think of it, no, you wouldn't know because you went unconscious before you even got a chance to see them.
1: That's not true. The goblin leader, so the one that wasn't tiny. Right. You don't know anything about tiny goblins, you just know goblins. The goblins that are normal tininess.
3: I have locked eyes with a
2: single goblin. Right. So, what I need everybody to do, I need everybody to roll me just a constitution check. Oh, boy.
3: I'm sure I'm very good at that.
1: I have 2 plus 2 is 4.
3: Wow.
0: I have a total of 10.
4: I rolled a 22. Wait, does that mean you're rolling that 20? Uh, it doesn't s- No, I get plus 4. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm
3: gonna do a whopping Constitution check with my big old dice because
4: it's been a, a bit, you know how to earn it. Giddy giddy giddy, girl.
3: <laughs> so that is an 8 plus a 3.
2: 11. Ooh. Okay. So, Armbar, you are the first to wake up out of this poison-induced unconsciousness. You feel like you just took a ton of Benadryl. It's like you know when you wake up, but like you're still groggy. Like you haven't quite slept the Benadryl off yet? That's how you
1: feel right now. But you're awake. Fun fact, canonically, Benadryl is the second most popular drink at the Bard Rock Cafe.
3: (laughs) Oh, my head. Feels like I spent too much time out
4: in the drinking with punk. Where are we? Uh, Do I see anybody else around? Do I see any of my my comrades? It It is pitch black.
2: There is no light in the room that you are in.
4: I ha- I'm a half-orc, so do I have night vision? Oh, you do. I forgot. Sweet.
0: Yeah, team dark vision.
4: New being an orc was a good deal.
2: Yeah, so you have 60 feet, right, of dark vision?
4: Yeah. Okay. So you
2: have a pretty good view of this whole room. What you see, you're in... It's kind of a 40-foot-by-40-foot room. You are in a cage. On the ground. That's it? Uh, There is about nine other cages. You see, as you're looking around, you see Epi, you see Rook, you see uh, Brock. They're still out of it. There is what looks to be a humanoid figure, but he's just, like, reaching his arms towards you in the next cage over, and he's just going... You get a closer look at him, like, this guy, like, half his face is falling off. Nice. Pretty sure he's dead.
4: But he wants a hug.
2: Yeah, he definitely does. And then, kind of off in the corner in another one of the cages, you do see a normal-sized goblin. There's nothing else in this room. You don't see a door in or out. There's just cages. Uh, does he see Astro? Oh, yes. You do see Astro, also unconscious, in one of the cages.
4: Do we have all of our? We, I'm guessing we don't have any of our gear, right?
2: Uh, you look down and you are in fact in your underwear and nothing else.
4: Oh my banana uh, hammock! it has got a big slong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if I can break if I can break through the the cage, like kind of like the way we broke out of the uh, prison.
2: Sure, go ahead and roll
4: athletics. I rolled an eighteen. So
2: as you're looking at the bars on this cage. You've already broken out of a well-maintained prison cell. This is a cage with, like, rusty iron bars and just garbage-tier lock on it. So, you're looking at the door, and you just... You push it open, right? And, like, there's a squeal, and, like, the metal bends a little bit, and then pops open. It's really loud. But you just open the door, and there's now a busted lock on the floor.
4: Oh, they eat nothing but a peanut. So I'm going to walk by the the guy with the uh face half-melted off, and I'm going to kick his cage just to rustle him up a little bit. Uh, yeah, that, that gets him going.
3: Aren't yeah. you just a little cute little guy, aren't you? You just stay put now.
4: <laughs> and I'm going to go find uh, uh Brock. Okay, go over to his cage. Can I reach in and try to, like, wake him up? Sure, yeah, it's only like a five-foot cage,
2: right? Like, Brock, you do wake up after a minute of him shaking you. Roll a four, which is pretty low. Uh, where am I? Uh, I will say that Rook, as you you start coming to as well because of that loud bang
0: that... Uh, Rook is really noisy at waking up. Oh, another zombie! Oh, me, armbar. Rook.
3: Are you okay?
0: Yeah... I'm okay. Need to get out of here though. Mind busting me
4: out. Right! I'm gonna try to get everybody out of here. I'm gonna try to bust open Brock's cage. Alright, roll another athletics. Fifteen.
2: I, You open the cage. I. This time the lock doesn't break,
1: the bars around the lock break. But the door still just swings open. Ain't nothing but a peanut! Brock looks up the uh, ground. Are there any, like, are any of the bars look like they could be used as a uh, improvised weapon? Sure. Yeah. Like, it's probably not going to be the most deadly thing. But they're bars. You know. You've never been hit by a steel rod. <laughs> <laughs> so Brock takes one of those up uh, in Brock's hands, maybe. And he goes, alright, I'm ready to crack some skulls.
3: <laughs> Ooh, hang on a minute there, champ.
1: What
4: are you talking
1: about? You're not acting yourself. Those goblins, they just took us prisoner. We, we're gonna need to deal with them. We should free everyone else first.
4: Well, yeah, we gotta get everybody else out of the cages first. Jabroni, chill out.
1: Epi, you start
2: to wake up.
3: Five more five minutes.
2: Oh no, rise and shine,
4: little man. Sun's only there for you a week. Get your lazy ass up. It, it,
3: it's still dark outside.
4: Rocky's
1: the digitation to shoot a shower of sparks in Epi's eyes to make it look brighter out. And then Armbar's gonna kick the cage. Roll athletics. Seventeen. Yeah, you just-
2: this cage literally just falls apart. <laughs> like, the door itself is still standing, the bars <laughs> just loony Tunes fall outwards, and there's no cage anymore. <laughs>
3: I Eppy mean, just like, have you ever seen just like the uh, any tired teenager ever? Just like, it's very hard to tell the difference between Eppy and the zombie over there. It just sits up. You no, know, I. If I thought I could take any of you, I'd throw something. Don't sounds like you're throwing some complaints there.
2: That's all you got so good.
3: At the moment. I look down. Am I wearing anything?
2: You have your underwear and nothing else.
3: Aside from my <clears throat> charms, I um think that's about all I've got. Why am I not wearing any pants? Uh,
1: my guess is they stole our pants when they captured us.
3: It's fine with me. I need the breeze. Effie looks. Epi immediately regrets it. So, um. First order of business, we're getting him his pants back. Bet too
1: much of a breeze there. Mm. Champ, can you uh, really quick just spring
4: rook and astro? Yep, I was gonna go with rook after. Wanna roll athletics right. again?
2: Let's go four for four, go ahead and roll an athletics check.
4: 25. Oh, yeah. How would you like to open this cage, sir? I wanna pick it up and slam it down.
0: Rook readies herself. <laughs> Rook, you get lifted into the air and then
2: slammed down onto the ground. Uh huh. Uh, go ahead. I'll say roll a deck save.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that'll surely wake me up. Thirteen.
2: Yeah, all right. You manage to like hang onto the bar so you don't just get a concussion from armbar.
0: Rise and shine, lazy bones.
2: Suplexing the cage back onto the ground so it just falls apart.
0: Thank you, armbar.
4: And then we're going for the next, the Astros one, 18. Yep. I got one for this one. Go ahead. I'm gonna jump on top of the cage that the the zombies in, and I'm gonna
3: lay up the elbow drop right on top of that
4: cage.
0: Do a backflip. <laughs>
4: Into a backflip, into the armbar!
2: <laughs> so you armbar this cage.
4: <laughs> you armbaring.
2: And, you know, your form's pretty good. So you just, cage sort of, you watch as the bars bend outward, and then snap as the cage collapses, and trapped inside of it like an ice cream sandwich, but it's a gnome, <laughs> is Astro. So he was asleep.
3: Uh, he goes, Kawap! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I morning. don't know what's
4: happening! <laughs> <laughs> I'm always gonna spring up and just start, like, doing, like, victory poses. Like,
3: yeah! I did it! Yeah. You see that? Can't see that, boss!
0: So,
2: Epi
3: does that like wolf whistle and collapse a little
0: bit. So, like, who can see and who can't see right now?
2: So it is pitch black. So if you have dark vision, you can see. Everything is shades of gray. If you are a human with no dark vision, you can't see squat. I can see everything. And I forget, do Kalashtar have dark vision? I am working on
1: figuring that out. Okay. Let's see here. Can Rook look for a door? Sure. Um, no, I do not have dark vision. Roll... Well, how are you looking? Are you, like,
2: just taking a look around the room? Or are you, like, investigating the walls up close?
0: I, I want to, um, let's investigate the walls. Okay, so roll investigation. 22 total. Okay. So as you're looking around,
2: there is, it is very well blended with the rest of the wall. Because it is stone walls all around this place. And they look pretty uniform. But as you're looking along the wall, you're like, wait a minute. And you know how when you're looking at bricks, then like, there's a pattern to the bricks, right? Mm-hmm. The pattern suddenly like, shifts a little. And it's, it's just not quite the same. And you look and it's like, no, this is a door. you look on the floor, and, like, where there's normally dust, there's little scrape marks where the door opens and shuts. So there's a secret door, but it looks like this is the room that the secret door would lead to. And as you're, like, investigating, you do find a brick that you're able to push, and the door swings open.
0: Nice. Is there any light that comes
1: in? Uh, no. Still pitch black. Can Brock use prestidigitation to create light by uh, maneuvering the sparks to light up the room without, like, trying to light the, wherever the passage goes? So,
2: prestidigitation doesn't really generate light. There, like, there's. Well, candid- that's why it says
1: I can create sparks. So I assume the sparks don't set off light, like, kind of like actual sparks do. Like for, like enough to see, like, if we had like a really, really weak flashlight or lantern, like, at least to get a bearings around the room.
2: So I'll let you at least be able to see, like, within five feet of yourself. You still don't know what's going on in general. Oh,
1: oh I can light or snuff out a candle. Does anyone, oh, does anyone see a candle? <laughs> or a campfire, so I can actually light things on fire with it. So as you look around, you do see
2: slots on the wall where torches would have been held. Like, you see the, the rings that would hold the torch, but there's no torches. Oh, well.
3: Can I look around with my lovely dark vision and see if there's anything wooden? And or see if I can see the zombie?
2: I mean, you definitely see the zombie. You all see the zombie. You all see the goblin who is also in his own cage just watching. And the zombie is just, you know, doing what zombies do. His arms are out of the cage trying to grab at anybody that passes by and he's making zombie noises.
1: All right, Brock walks up to the cage of the goblin, and is he awake? Yes, he is awake. What's your story? I'm
0: sorry, uh, Rook hands Brock a candle from her burglar's pack. You don't have... Your stuff
2: got stolen. ...your burglar's pack. You don't
1: have anything.
0: I don't have my burglar's pack! Damn it, I'm the human underwear! Never mind! Ugh, but I found out that that has that in yes. it.
1: Yeah, normally we could have created light. I also have materials on me. I think we have torches and stuff. I am so
0: proud of myself.
1: Nope. The one time you wait, we remember to look at our inventory. We don't technically have it.
0: Damn it. I even have a tinderbox in here. Ugh.
1: (laughs) Sorry, guys. It's all right. So what does the goblin say to Brock is what I'm waiting on. I I know. I just, I want to
2: say I feel so bad because you were so excited. I was so excited.
0: You're like, oh, I have a solution! Aww. I was trying to be smooth and everything. Didn't work. It's okay.
2: You'll have your moment. So, the goblin is just back to the the bars of the cage, and he just looks at you. Go ahead and
1: roll insight or medicine. Your choice. Alright, we're gonna go with insight. That is a 14 plus 0 is 14.
2: Okay. Uh... This goblin has kind of like the thousand-yard stare going on. Normally, goblins are pretty riley and energetic and ornery. This goblin, like, his eyes are sunken in a little bit. He's got a thousand-yard stare. He doesn't seem to be reacting much to the world around him. He doesn't look great. I guess he doesn't
1: have the story. Like, he's focused on you. He's just not responding. Why are you holding? Why are they holding you prisoner? And I grab him by the uh, scruff of his oh he doesn't have any scruff to grab. I grab him by his arm and shake him, I'm like why are you locked in here?
2: Uh, it, so you grab his arm. It's I mean goblin arms are pretty. They're pretty like skinny already, right? But it's like shaking a twig. Uh, and he just kind of wobbles a little bit, and he opens his mouth and like. It's kind of like a croak when he says, he says,
1: water. Yeah, press don't do that. I tried. I look, I like look around everyone else if they have a means to produce water.
3: And he just kind of looks. It's like, I don't think that I've got any, but I think we can get him out of the cage.
2: The goblin shifts his gaze to Armbar.
3: You guys really want this pipsqueak guy to cage?
1: One little thing running around all over the police gotta watch after him? Hmm? Brock uses telepathy, too. I say to Armbar, we can always use him as a meat shield.
4: Hmm. In case they get those poisonous arrows, we can use him as a meat shield. Good idea, boss. That's why I always listen to you. Effie looks between the
3: two
1: of them. That was all telepathic, by the way. Effie did not hear that.
3: Oh, okay. I was like, did did Armbar say that
1: out loud? No, Armbar
4: <laughs> and Brock just had a telepathic conversation. Okay, never mind. Alright, so I guess we're breaking this guy out, huh? Athletics check? Uh, yep. 23. Oh, yeah. I'm having no problem breaking these cages. Well, yeah. Like, I just want you to
2: know, it's a DC-15, right? So, like, it's not, like, super easy, but you're making it look easy. <laughs> It's Armbar. What'd you expect? <laughs> Compared to the DC-25 cell door that you busted before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just you pop the cage open.
1: So far, Armbar is undefeated against cages. Yeah.
0: Nobody puts Armbar in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> While you guys are dealing with Goblin Man, Rook will be looking down that, I mean, going down that hallway, I think, yeah, like, um, he's gonna be investigating where it goes.
2: Alright, so, as you open the secret door, there's like a little ten-foot hallway in front of you. And then, it just hits another brick wall, and I'll say because it's pretty obvious, it's like, okay, this is also a secret door, and, you know, you look for the same signs, it's there.
0: So what I was looking for, I should have said, were like, traps? Did I, did I find anything like uh, that?
2: For the sake of brevity, no, as you're looking around, you don't see any.
0: Okay, yeah. Nothing obviously. Like so,
2: uh, you open that door, and it swings open, and now you see, to your left is just more stone wall, but then to your right, there is a ceiling-to-floor blue curtain that's just sort of hanging. And there's, you can see kind of you're at the edge of the curtain because you just opened the secret door. And you kind of see there is room beyond the other side of the curtain. and You don't see anything in there from this angle. Okay, so nothing
0: in the space right in front of me. No, you have
2: yet to see anything outside of the curtain.
1: Is this area well lit?
0: Pitch black. So basically, I'm going back and I'm uh, reporting my findings. Um, There's a curtain past the door. I don't want to pass through it without you guys first. Coming with me first. So just so
2: you get kind of a, a visual of it, you open the secret door and it's like you're looking down another hallway, but the right side of that hallway is just... Curtain, yeah, and it's just a 20-foot-long curtain.
0: So I'm very tempted to just look at it, go through it, right? But, like, I'd rather not in case I go through it and there's people there.
3: So, about that zombie.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Eppie, while while some of this is going on, is going to make his way towards the zombie and just... It looks like he's kind of studying it.
2: Roll... Hmm. Investigation or nature?
3: Okay, I had the same bonus for both. So... You know what? You know what? Ketchup dice, it's time to redeem yourself. Here we go. Oh my god. Okay, so ketchup dice did redeem itself. With a nat 20, plus 4, for a 24. And a Wild
2: Magical. So roll two d100s, and then, yeah, then we'll go from there.
3: Four and fifty-eight.
2: Four and fifty-eight. Alright, hang
3: on. I'm sure this will be fine. I am studying the Everloat- Okay, so. Effie is doing everything, like, you know, snaps to see if it responds to sound, moves to see if it can see, all that good stuff. He is- He is- Studying
2: this zombie. <laughs> okay. So, you guys all see behind Eppy a massive pale white spider
1: just pops into existence. Eppy hold very still, and Brock's going a baseball swing at the spider.
4: Did you get him, boss?
1: I don't know. I need to ro- I need to roll my attack for it. I believe. Yeah,
2: it's a size large creature, for the record, so, like...
1: Oh, oh, sorry, you said spider, I was assuming, like, a spider was the size no, of a tarantula. No, 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 no. I didn't realize that it was a giant spider. Yeah, it's, like, the size of a horse, okay, like, Like a monster. No, I was imagining, like, like large for a spider, not large for an us.
3: This is this is some Lord of the Rings spider stuff. So, Epi... Effie...
1: Well, okay, so, did you still swing at it, bro? From... No, it... I just I'm I just like Epi behind you. No, I thought this thing was going to was a I like, know, I know. Yeah. No, that <laughs> changes my <laughs> decision very drastically. So, real quick, before we get to the spider,
2: the result of your role, Epi. Uh, this zombie looks like it <clears throat> it looks like it was created, but nobody re exerted control over it. So like you would know that like there's certain spells that create zombies. Looks like this one was created. Yeah, this is a necromancy zombie. It's not a, hey, we're haunted zombie, right? But then nobody nobody re-exerted control, so it's just... Now it's feral. Now it's just in the cage. I mean, you can't really tell how long it's been dead. But it's been a while. possible somebody brought it with them and then just left it here?
3: For those with night vision, Epi seems to look very, very interested in this zombie.
2: Right up until you turn around.
3: You mentioned the thing about don't turn around. Epi, you know, glances over his shoulder. How? Uh, so, giant, like, wispy white spider? Does it look like it's gonna bite me.
2: It is right behind you. What do you do? Are you, are you taking a moment to see what it does?
3: I look at the spider. The zombie, I... Spider. I very slowly take a step out of the way so that there is nothing between the spider and the zombie if the spider doesn't try and bite
2: the spider takes no action against you. As you step to the side, the spider
1: turns and orients back towards you.
3: I think we should leave.
1: I think Eppy should try giving it a command. I think it might listen to Epi.
3: Eppy gets just the most devilish grin on his face. Kind of looks at the spider.
2: Sit. The most awkward eight-legged attempt at a sit happens. Like... Like, it takes its its thorax area and just, like, bops it against the ground. But, like, it's it's a spider, right? Like, it doesn't sit. But, I mean, you get the sense it's trying.
3: I Effie just sort of puts, you know, has, like, a hand to his mouth, and he's just like, Good boy. Very, very good boy. Um, I'm going to attempt to sit on the spider as if one was going to write it.
2: You do so, and it allows you to.
3: He looks at the spider. It's his friend, it's the spider. For a moment there, I was worried I wouldn't have anything to defend myself with, but, um... I I think I'm gonna name this one Phil. You're a good boy,
2: Phil. Alright, uh... You guys hear the sound of a very tiny door opening. Followed by... What the (laughs) shit?
3: And I am going to respond with
2: alright so what you see as you all turn to the, the, the source of the noise there is a like itty bitty like ten inch high doorway that just opened on the floor and a little tiny goblin poked its head in like hey there's been a lot of noise what's going on and it sees... Like, it sees all of you, but then it sees spider. Effie. Roll animal handling to stay seated on the back of this unsaddled spider as it lunges forward towards this goblin.
3: Oh, I am having the time of my life. Okay, let's see. You know what? Tiny goblin, tiny dice. Okay, here we go. Oof. Tiny kind of guys why. So that is a two plus two for a whopping four. I am gonna land flat yep. on my teethly ass. So as Phil goes after
2: him. So the spider moves. Epi does not. <laughs> Fair enough. So Epi, you just you, you fall and bruise your tailbone. I'm not gonna do damage for that.
1: The spider. Just your sh- just your pride was damaged, right?
2: The spider makes its way just in one movement across the room. Uh, just, yeah, just swallows this goblin in one bite. So just, what the shit? <laughs>
4: Good boy, Phil. I'm going to, Armbar's going to kneel down by by Epi and be like, Oh, so you thought you could tame the wild beast, didn't you? Ah!
1: Fool ya! Armbar, can you put one of these cages, whatever's left of them, on top of that door so that they can't come back in? You got it,
4: boss! I jump right to it! I'm gonna do what he says.
1: Okay. You
2: don't... I'm not gonna make you roll for that one unless you just want to. But yeah, you... You scoot... A, you close the door, and you scoot a cage over in front of it.
3: That is some ambiance.
2: You're right. <laughs> so... The goblin, the the imprisoned goblin. Yeah, he's he is very shakily on his feet now. Still looks really rough. Uh, the spiders definitely got his attention, but he just. Do you think this guy is on his last legs?
1: We'll find your water as soon as we get out of here. No response.
3: Eppy is uh. Eppy is gonna be like, all right. I'll be the first to admit that without my spellbook, I'm not worth very much. I'm gonna help the goblin walk, and/or try to carry him. I I don't know if I can, but I'm gonna try. And I'm going to try and. uh, I'm trying to. I'm gonna try and piggyback the goblin.
2: You're able to do so. Like he's. He's already much smaller than you. And he's. Pretty thin, like you don't have too much trouble. Yeah, Alright,
3: hold on to the horns, and uh, hopefully we don't die. But the giant spider, that was an excellent boy. Oh, by the way, for the rest of you, I think there's a necromancer somewhere around here, or at least there was one at one point. Just saying, if there was one at one point, I might need to make a detour.
0: Thanks for the heads up.
3: Yeah, so that one in the cage, good news, it's not haunted. News of, you I don't really know if it's good or bad, but something brought it back. Ew. I don't know if I got ew. Uh, awesome. Effie didn't know
1: how long, right? Effie doesn't know how long this thing's been resurrected. I mean, it's been a while, right? Like, it's... Well, same... my question is, longer ago than the obelisk hit the cafe is my question. Yes.
2: Like, it's definitely... This thing's getting... Like, it's kind of ripe. You know, like it's it's an older corpse that's just walking around. That was it. You. <laughs> you asked for detail about... Or, <laughs> nah, nah, it's
3: good. I'm loving it.
2: Which, by the way, the room stinks like.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Anyway,
1: makes the cabbages smell nice.
0: Let's go. Let's get moving. Armbar. You should probably hold Brock's hand. All right, ready, right, boss.
1: Brock really quick scoops up a bunch of the uh, bars and passes them out so we can use them to defend ourselves. Okay. So Epi.
3: Before... Epi holds this bar, this thing, and just sort of hey, hey bro hold still for a moment. And I'm gonna whack him with it. Like you know, on the back. Ooh, half heartedly, but still. I wanna see if I can hit anything with a blunt object.
1: I, are you allowing this? Yeah, Rock Rock stands there, he knows Epi does Epi probably doesn't have a whole lot of strength, but being I figured it's better than Epi bare handing people, so Alright, Epi, go ahead and roll at Advantage. It is just a d20
2: plus your Strength modifier. You are not proficient with this weapon. D20 at
3: Advantage with my Strength mod. Okay. So we've got Blue Dice and Ocean Dice. We'll see how this goes. Okay! Okay! So, at Advantage... I rolled a 19 minus 2 for a whopping 17 to hit.
1: That hits my AC. Well,
2: nobody has any armor on right now, so your AC should be a little worse than normal. Except for oh. Armbar, who is always running naked in the all combat.
1: Alright, what is my AC without all my stuff? Like, just 10? 10 plus your dex modifier. Oh, okay, so my AC's 12 instead of 13. Oh, well. But yeah, so,
2: happy. Roll a d4. Okay.
3: I'm gonna use tiny cube dice because that feels like it fits the mood. Two.
2: Okay, and you have a strength modifier of minus two? Yes. Brock. (laughs) Eppie swings with all his might and bonks you with a, a, a metal bar. You take zero damage.
1: Brock just sighs and shakes his head.
3: So, so, I just, I have a quick question for you. Would you like the bar back?
1: I mean, you can abandon it if you want.
3: No, no, I'm gonna keep the bar. Just whack you with it every so often, just, I could throw it at something. Maybe trip something with it.
2: You could try with your negative two strength score.
1: (laughs) It's fine. It's totally fine. Throw it in front of the path of someone charging at us and hope it casts difficult terrain. <laughs> you could use it for
3: a walking stick, blind man.
1: I've got my own. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you can hold on to my tail if you get scared.
1: Brock yanks on Effie's tail. That was embarrassing. I can't see what I'm doing.
3: Do you find my tail?
1: I don't... Do I find the tail? Find something. I I haven't had a role play being <laughs> blind before, Whoa. so... Alright. Let's just clear it up.
2: Armbar, you're the one that's acting like a tripod right now, not Effie, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, what? <laughs> I didn't really liked it that way.
1: <laughs> I'm a bard. I like it every way. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is dying laughing
3: just like me. Uh,
1: so yeah. I did all the experiments in college.
2: At <laughs> <laughs> the Bard College. So you guys are.
3: Is that accredited?
1: Yes. Yes, actually, it is. It, it, there's legit, like, real Bard College that you go to in Waterdeep. It's really awesome. I don't remember the name offhand.
3: So,
2: I didn't think sex ed counted for class credits, but apparently, the Bard College does. Oh. It's a three part <laughs> class
4: series at the Bard College. <laughs> it helps when you're sleeping with the teacher.
1: It's actually part of the course. <laughs> All right. We're, we're Can I roll to little... see how Brock did at the, at sex at in the Bard college? Roll a constitution check. That is a fourteen plus two, sixteen. You did okay. All
2: right, like, just probably, above average. On average, you're not. All oh, took you're, you're not really keeping up with like armbar, but <clears> you also didn't, you know, leave people disappointed. Anyway, we're gonna move on from this line <laughs> of conversation. <laughs> This is really this is my fault. I'm the one that made the tripod <laughs> joke. All right, I have to own this. I did this. <laughs> we're moving
3: forward. What was it you said in the beginning? Actions have consequences.
1: I should in have known. In everyone's defense, we made 16 episodes without a boob or dick joke, so it was time.
4: It was it bound to happen.
1: <laughs> but okay, it was so long overdue.
2: We're we're in too deep. It's time to pull out of the joke. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Anything you want to throw at it? Or throw in it? We've come too far. We're moving on.
3: I feel like we're trying to edge our (sighs) way
4: (laughs)
2: out. It's out of my system, I promise. Yep. Alright, so you guys are going back to the hallway with the the curtain to the right? Yep. Okay. So it's just a 20-foot long stretch of room, right? Like, the ceiling is higher in this room, and, you know, it's ceiling to floor, curtain on the right, it's a blue curtain, as much as you can tell with black and white dark vision.
1: Uh And the rest of it is just stone like you've seen. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's keeping the light out, because I'd really like to be able to see. Maybe Rook should peek around first.
0: Uh, yeah, peek on the side or peek from below, yeah. I'll take a sneak peek. Right.
2: so roll a stealth check, and then roll perception.
0: Okay, so for the stealth roll I have a total of 24, and um for the perception I have a dirty 20. Okay.
2: So, with 60 feet of dark vision, you just barely see. To the other end, well... No you don't. You don't quite see all the way into the room. But what you do see is a towering statue. You are looking at it from behind. And then in front of that statue looks to be an altar. And then there are pews, like benched seating, past the altar, extending further than you're able to see with your current dark vision. You um, can't really tell what the statue is right now, but you get the sense this is a chapel of some sort, and you are at the back of it, behind a curtain.
0: Okay. Yeah, guys, this looks like a temple of some sort. Can't tell who it's for though.
1: There's nobody there.
0: Not that I can see. Yeah, no, it's.
3: He glances back to what's going on. Let me take a little
2: peek. Hold my goblin. I'll go ahead and say, for the sake of simplicity, Astro is carrying the goblin now. Okay. And he is now, like, ten feet behind the rest of you, just sticking out of sight, out of mind.
1: The only person who might be smaller than the goblin is the one piggybacking the goblin.
2: Hey, Astro is a proud merchant who works with his hands, carrying these cabbages. He's strong enough.
1: No, you're saying all we need is one more size small curtain, uh, humanoid, and then we have three people in a trench coat. Oh uh, yep? <laughs> yep.
3: So I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda motion for Phil to stay back there. I wanna take the tiniest peek at this statue.
2: Okay. Uh you see this statue. You don't really have a good vantage point of it. Again, you're looking at it from behind.
3: So thaumaturgy is a racial quality, right?
2: I mean, for you,
3: yes. (laughs) Okay. Is there anything in there that is, like, on fire at all?
2: Nope, it is pitch black.
3: Okay. Do I have to see the door?
2: I would say yes.
3: And I will... I will not cause chaos. Do I see anything that remotely looks like where they might have stashed all of our crap?
2: Nope. I say you look around. Is
3: there anyone in the room?
2: Not that you can see. Uh, Again, you guys are peeking around like the edge of a curtain, so you don't have a good look into this room.
1: Brock just walks right in.
2: Uh, Okay. Roll me a D8. Six. You walk into the statue. (laughs) <laughs> you can't see shit, dude. <laughs> it's
1: fine. I I made it fur I made it further in this than anyone else. Also, I very firmly examined the statue with my hands. It is a stone statue. It looks to have pretty smooth carving,
2: actually. Like it's a pretty well made statue.
3: Did they teach you how to fill up statues in your bard school?
1: Yes they did. Yes. Not only did they, I'm feeling around specifically for some sort of plaque that might tell me what this statue is of, as you would often see on a statue. I mean, I can examine the letters and know what they are if they're embossed or indented. Uh, you don't... You don't sense any...
2: It looks like it's just a statue. Like, the legs meet the ground, and that's it. Like, there's no engraving or anything on it
1: with any text. Well... Now that we're in a room that looks like an actual church, I'm going to try to press digitization somewhere like there, there might be a torch or a candle. Hope, they, there's presumably more light fixtures and hopefully they all haven't been stripped clean. There's nothing. There are wooden pews. I, you know what? I press digitize. I set it start a to campfire on one of the pews. I'm tired of being blind. Okay. So the room
2: itself, like there's bright light as the... As the pew starts to light on fire, there's a little bit of bright light, like, ten feet around the pew. And then there's dim light going, like, you know, there's a little fire in the room. So you're able to make out some of the features of the statue. And those of you with dark vision, you're able to see in color now because there is enough light to give you colored vision within the whole room.
0: Yeah, I'm going to f- i follow. I'm going to follow Brock in. Um I
1: don't hear him dying, so
0: I'm gonna follow
1: him. In. I know, I thought for sure when he had me roll the 8 I should've trap. No, you Because so just... The trap was just my dignity. That was the <laughs> So, I have a map in front <laughs> of me that I am walking you guys through.
2: That was to determine the direction you walk. So, Brock, you walk in, you see a statue of a dwarf
0: Holding a hammer up in the air. Anyone know anything about dwarf gods?
3: I'll come in and look at the statue.
0: Thanks. Uh, you see what you see.
3: Do I know who it is? Don't forget your towel. The podcast that aims to play every RPG in existence. With horror. How do we not... You are responsible for this. This was you. You've been keeping us here this entire time so you could kill us off one by one. Is that what this is? None of this is real. (laughs) The bug is here. Oh, God. Comedy. And uh, Winter has been up already milking the Griffins.
4: Winter, can you tell us a bit about the process of milking Griffins?
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's much what you would expect, really. I don't really
4: Um, expect much, so please, please tell me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It certainly defies the expectation. Yeah, please do tell. And
4: insanity. Uh, The stakes are quite high then. Time is of utmost importance. Can't you see? We are the clock blockers. There can only be one Steve. Cool. So clearly you can tell that no one knows what they're doing, but this is going to be interesting. So hold on tight to your seats and make sure you have your towels, because here we go.
3: Find us wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Roll religion.
3: Okay. What's my religion check? Oh! not parables, firstly. Okay. We're going with shiny white dice for this one? Okay, okay, so that's a dirty 20.
2: This is a statue of Moradin. The dwarven god... Of. hang on. It's just, it's Morden. He is the chief dwarven deity. His hammer is known to be just his signature thing. He is a smithy god.
3: I am going to, uh, look it over and be like, so, that's Morden. See that hammer up there? That's the other giveaway. away. Dwarven god of smithing. You know, very original. So quick question: What are the doors? Because I don't know of any large goblin followings of the Lord and
2: deities.
1: Can can Brock see a door of any sort, either to el- other areas of this temple or out of it? Yeah. So there is large stone doors on the other end of this room,
2: right? So this looks to be a little chapel. There's like eight pews total. From behind the curtain, Rook, you were able to see the first three rows, but that back row and the door, you couldn't see. But now that you're in the room, you see the whole room. There's places where torches should be,
1: but again, just empty rings. All right. Brock makes his way to the doors, and assuming they aren't too heavy because they're made of stone, opens them to see where they are. Sure.
2: So you open the door. It's, it's an effort, but you're able to do it. Uh, and you see not a lot behind it, because you're blind, again, it's pitch
1: wet. I don't have any light coming through the doorway behind me, so I can see what's going on. And you see a hallway
2: stretching further out, but again, you have dim light, it's not...
1: Okay, so this is more hallway, this isn't a door to the outside.
3: I've heard of the blind leading the blinds, but I feel like this is excessive
4: assassin. Armbar's gonna try to catch up with, with Brock and kinda help him lead the way. So if I look down the hallway behind Brock, can I can I describe what what is there?
2: Yeah. So it is it is a wide hallway. Uh, looks to have like some some benches and waiting area that just has fallen into disrepair. Uh, as you get a little further down the hallway, it does the hallway stretches. There is an intersection so where it's just a four-way thing. Directly ahead is another large stone door. And down each of the side pathways are smaller wooden
4: doors, boss it's just it's just a long hallway with with and some doors. You want to go in? You can follow me in
1: yes, we should check we should check those doors to see if we can find where they put our stuff.
4: All right, let's head down the hallway then Epi's
3: going to sigh right quick. Go back to that blue curtain. Is there any, like, shred
2: of it that can be taken off? I mean, it's... The curtain itself is very well made, like, thick curtain. So you could probably try to tear a piece of it off or something like that. But it'd be without anything sharp and edged to do it. You can't really... It's not happening, right? Also, you look around, and you notice your spider is no longer there. It has disappeared.
3: Phil, you were good while you lasted. I'm just gonna kinda say, Armbar, use your help for just a second.
4: What can I help you with, little man?
3: I need you to tear off a bit of this. I kind of hold up a corner of the tapestry, long enough to wrap around the stick. Alright, but stand back! going can get messy. I am going to stand back! <laughs> this is armbar we're talking about.
2: Roll athletics. I rolled an 18. Alright, so you managed to tear off just as much of this fabric as you would like.
3: How much you looking for here? The whole thing? I can rip the whole thing down? Uh, no, let's stave off personal four and deities for now uh just enough to tie around the stick a little couple of times
4: oh, uh, okay, I guess it so. will work. I just rip off just enough to make it make give him what he wants, sure,
3: thank you very much Armbar and I go walk over to the campfire and I stick the the cloth that was wrapped around my stick into the fire.
2: Okay, you have created... I make a torch. ...a makeshift torch.
3: Thank you very much. Hey, blinds man, I have
1: a present for you. Brock, you gradually takes takes the torch. I created fire. You made it portable. <laughs> That's the power I use thaumaturgy to make
3: the fire get kind of small.
2: Sure. You dick you around with the torch for a minute. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys are in this hallway. To the right and the left there are wooden doors, and straight ahead is another large stone door. Which
1: direction do you go? Uh Bracklin's over to Rook. Uh do you want to maybe you uh check these doors to see if there's anyone in them before we investigate?
0: Sounds good to me. Um yeah, I uh I'll check the door for traps and see if they're locked also. Okay. So,
2: go ahead and roll just a straight investigation for
0: all of it. Okay. Sixteen total. Okay.
2: So, the door to your left seems to be locked. The door to your right is fine. You don't detect any traps.
0: And do I hear anybody in there?
2: Uh... Roll perception for that one.
0: Twenty-one total.
2: Okay, to the right, the door that's not locked, you do hear what sounds to be
0: goblins talking. Guys, I think this room's a no-go for now. Um, let me look at this locked door. Do I hear anything behind this locked one? Uh, nope. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so I'm gonna, oh, I don't have anything, but can I still try and pick
1: the lock? Wait, Brock can use prestidigitation to make non-magical trinkets. Can I create? Can I create like a bobby pin for Brooke to try using to create the pin? I will allow it. It will be at disadvantage. All right, I'll press the prestidigitation up a bobby pin.
0: And what's what do I roll for that? I'm sorry. Uh, it would be for you. Did you
2: take expertise in thieves' tools? Yes. Okay, so it's going to be a D twenty. At disadvantage. Just, do me a favor, just roll d20 at disadvantage and let me know what the roll is.
0: Okay, sure. <laughs> Three.
2: Alright, so, you fail to open the door, and as you're you're digging the pin
1: the around in there, it snaps and breaks off in the door. That's right. Rock has a solution. Armbar, can you open that door?
3: Well, if I
0: must, I guess I could
1: cracks his knuckles.
3: Which door is this, and how far is it from Goblin Door?
0: It's like right across, right? Yeah, so,
2: as you guys are standing at this intersection, to the right, there's about 50 feet of hallway and Goblin Door, that you heard Goblin's behind. And then to the left, about 50 feet, there's the locked door. And then straight ahead, about 20 or 30 feet past that is the big stone door that matches the one you came through.
3: So, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pat Armbar right quick and be like, Let me try one thing first. Before we alert many, many goblins with little poison darts so that we're in out of our villages, how about let's all go back there, hide for a second. And I'm gonna see if I can make them do the, like, work for us.
1: Geez, you're no fun. Don't let me have any fun. You have to smash lots of stuff.
3: Well, if we can get all of the gold ones out, then you can snap them in half. You would like to. Turn to something here, Pipsqueak. Let's go with your plan, then. I come up to at least the bottom of your cage, and you know it. Alright. So, if we all kind of get out of sight just a little bit, I would like to use Thaumaturgy since I can uh, create an instantaneous sound that originates Point my choice. I.
1: Right. I think we could just go back to the room we came from and hide in there. Well, if
2: you're trying to use prestidigitation or thaumaturgy, you're going to have to be within, I think, 30 feet of the point. So yeah, if you guys are trying to stay nearby and not go into a different room, it'll be a stealth check for everybody. I'm
3: gonna. I'm gonna kind of. Tell everyone to scoot back a bit and I'm going to attempt to hide. only one of us gets those down.
4: Alright, well Armor is gonna go back to the other room then. Okay.
3: Unless they don't wanna stay with me. That's up to you.
4: Brock's gonna go back. Okay. So it's just you out
2: out by yourself, Effie.
3: I'm gonna attempt to kinda hide myself. So when they did the surprise attack on us, was there any like noises or signals or something I should have been aware of?
2: somebody who
3: told you was there for that
2: tish. No. Okay. They're in the trees! That's it. Like, <laughs> okay. just for the record, then, you are about uh-huh. 60 feet away from the rest of the party in this hallway. So, like, there's some distance, right? But anyway, go ahead, roll stealth. Let me know what it is.
3: Okay. So, um, hmm. I'm going to describe to you the astonishing stealth
2: ability. What did you roll?
3: So my my bonus is a plus one, right? Uh-huh. So that comes out to a whopping total of four as Effie just, like, pulls a cronk and is slinking along the side of the wall. It's, you know, he might as well be humming his own You know, sneaking tunes. It's super obvious that Epi is there. Sure. Epi thinks he's well hidden. Yep. Because, you know, he's totally camouflaged for the wall. He's great. It's great. It's it's a great time. I am going to Thaumaturgy. And I'm going to make it sound like something just falls over and crashed inside of that room. I'm sure this will end well. Okay. Yeah. Eppy thinks he's hit. So... Unless someone stops, that's always an
2: option. Well, from 60 feet back, they wouldn't have time to stop you. Okay. Alright, so you make the sound of something crashing inside that room. Describe the crashing sound for me.
3: Like a wooden box falling over and just... Kind of
2: okay. Gotcha.
3: And then I would like to slink along the wall afterwards and try and, like, slink away.
2: Sure. You don't notice anything change. There was definitely a noise, but nobody comes into the hallway.
1: Do we see more of those tiny little doors in the hallway? Roll. I'll say perception. i switch to my green die. The red die's been betraying me. Nope, I should have went with the red die. Four plus two is six. Uh, You don't see it. I forgot my torch, that's the problem. Which, that actually
2: would have been a disadvantage. But, you know, whatever. No, I'm just making a joke. Yeah,
1: yeah. Alright, so, you guys tried that. Honestly, there's no signs they're coming out. I'm going to go with the armbar breaks down the dwarf strategy again.
3: Yeah. I just kind of, I've managed to make my way back. Alright, well, if that didn't get them out of there, then I think it'd probably be fine if Armbar ripped the door off. Well, well, well. Coming back
4: to Armbar, huh? Oh. Guess your little plane was spoiled. Guess you gotta use the muscles of raw justice. Ah! Get out of my way, let's open this door.
2: Alright, Armbar. Do your thing. <laughs>
1: How would you like to attempt to
2: open this door?
4: Well, I rolled an 8, so...
1: Can I give him Bardic Inspiration?
2: Uh, I would have, I would say... Uh, I'll allow it.
1: Alright, so at my level, my Bardic Inspiration is... Did I not put that on my character sheet? Did I really forget to do Bardic Inspiration? I know I have it. I just don't know what size die I get. I think
2: it's a six. Alright, Brock. Roll a d6 and add it to whatever... Alright,
1: I'm rolling the d6? Uh, uh... Armbar. Or Tyler is. Yeah.
0: Brooke's keeping her eye on the unlocked goblin door.
4: Sure. I got a two! Alright! With a total of ten.
2: Yeah. These, uh... So, I mean, these aren't the sturdiest wooden doors, but a tin's not that great. So, I mean, you give it a good whack. And it it gives a little, and you think if you did, like, just a little better, it would probably break entirely, but tin's not going to do it.
1: Stand back, everybody. Brock just, if everyone stands back, Brock's just going to cast Thunderwaves to try and blow the darn door down. Okay,
2: so you cast Thunderwave, which you can do because it's it has no material
1: components to it. Yeah, I'm just trying to blast the door back ten feet into the room.
2: Well, so Thunder Damage is just damage, right? Go ahead and roll. Just let me know what the damage is that you do.
1: Let's see. How much do I roll? 2d8. Alright, two butt-to-butt Pyramid Dice. That is uh, That is a nine total. Three and a six. Okay.
2: So, Armbar already damaged the door a little bit with that kick. You just splinter it to pieces. There is no longer a door there. And behind you, the door slams open and you see four goblins with crossbows pointed at you all.
0: Like, behind us? Do what now? I'm uh from where I'm sorry uh
2: the unlocked door behind you guys the door that Rook was watching oh. yeah so you would have seen this like the thing is it there wasn't much of a delay you get the sense that maybe they were on the way before the thunder wave the thunder wave just you know it's loud yeah. you think that anybody here knows that you're here now
3: would I be able to cast Thaumaturgy
2: in response to that? Slam the door in their faces? I want to slam the door in their face. I'm going to say no just because that only Dang. came up before or they, you only had that thought after they came running through the door. If you had said, hey, I'm going to do this if I see them open the door, you had would allow it. After the fact, no. Nah. Can I slam four it
3: of them? them?
2: There are four of them, yes. Can, can I cast enthrall on three of them? Not yet, because we're about to roll initiative. Alright. So, roll initiative and let me know what you got.
3: Alright, my turn to the red
4: dice.
3: Okay! I got 22. Yeah. I got 21. 17. Red dice is being weak. Effie's just kind of lazing at the back. He
2: up gallery. <laughs> Alright, what'd you get, Rook?
0: I got 22. Sorry, I said that. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So...
2: The order of combat is going to be uh, Brock and Rook, and then two of the goblins, then Armbar, then the other two goblins, then Epi. Okay?
1: I thought Armbar rolled like a 22. Or, hang on. Because I had 17. Oh, well then, then you are going between the sets of two
2: goblins. Okay. So, uh, Rook and Armbar, you're up first. How, how do you react? What do you do?
0: Uh, darn. I'm gonna attempt to disarm one of the goblins. Okay. Like karate chop the arm. Pwah. So, there was about 50 feet of hallway
2: to the intersection going both ways. So there are about 100... So, like, 80 feet away from you
1: guys right now. Oh, okay, yeah. So, they are very, very far away from us. If we wanted very to, we could just look at I will say, yeah,
2: because they just busted through the door. True. Um.
0: Uh. Then I am gonna dash into that empty room. I wanna know if my stuff's in there.
2: Okay. So, as you look behind you, what you see is kind of an oval-shaped room. There is a pillar in the center. And there are four suits of armor at basically a square around that pillar on the outside walls facing in towards the pillar. And you don't see anything else.
0: Is it armor that would fit me?
2: It looks to be just like... looks to be dwarf-sized suits of... Rusty armor. I will say, you do notice that each suit of armor has a rusty sword.
0: I still have steel bar. Uh, but rusty sword could be better than steel bar. I'll take one rusty sword. I'll have both steel bar and rusty sword. Okay, so you rush over to one
2: of the armor suits and you take the sword. Uh, you now have a rusty short sword. Uh, it does... It acts normally, except that it does minus one damage.
0: Okay. Oh, it's what I got. And I bet that's... I mean, can I do anything else at this time?
2: I mean, that... Really, all you've done at this point is move. You still have your action and your bonus action. So, just so, like, you have a visual, there's, like, another, like six to eight feet of hallway and then you get into this oval shaped room and since you went to grab one of the the swords from one of the statues that got you far enough around the pillar in the center you do see that it is a spiral staircase going down
0: oh well hell yeah I want to go down I want to go down the stairs
2: okay so it would take you about... Your full sixty. Like if you dash, it would get you to the staircase, right?
0: Okay. So yeah. So then I would do that. I would like to dash to it, and then if it's possible, go down and see what where the heck I end up.
2: So I mean, you're you're like in the staircase now, but like you're at the top of the staircase. So that's your turn, Armbar. What are you doing?
1: Wait, uh, I have a question before Armbar's turn. Sure. Did, did you roll wild magic when I cast my spell, Kenny? Oh. Or did you roll no. to see if I proc it? Uh yeah, you proc it. Roll a D one hundred. Alright. Just realized that I roll I rolled my D twenty, it did not proc off me. I got a twenty-two. Uh yeah, alright. Nothing
2: happens. I mean something happens, but Nothing consequential happens. Yes. Everybody regains all of their spent hit <laughs> dice. Which is, you already had them. So,
4: yeah. Alright, Armbar. Armbar's gonna turn around and run in the room and look around for a giant weapon.
2: The only thing in there of any consequence that you can see is the statues with the, the or the suits of armor with their their swords. So, I mean, you could have a short sword. That's the only thing you see in here that you could wield
4: as a weapon. I mean, I am proficient in martial weapons. I guess I'll take—I guess I'll take one just to have it. Sure, you have an actual weapon that you are proficient with, instead of the pipe. I'm not gonna run down the stairs, but I'm gonna kind of like get behind the doorway of where um, Epi and Brock are, and and just hold hold my action to rage and attack if the goblins come through and if, um, I guess, like, if, if we decide to stay and fight. But I'm going gotcha. to, like, try to, like, hold them back so that those guys can get out.
1: Now, can you hold the rage? I thought it's a bonus action. Can you hold your bonus action? Or does he have to rage now?
2: I mean... So, normally, you would not be able to hold a rage, but I'll allow it just because the situation right now. So, like, I'll let you hold your action and bonus action at the
1: same time, basically, because raging is your bonus action. But since you're... it's fine. Okay. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure, because I was like, wait a minute, I just... like, for the audience at home... I literally just learned how to how holding an action works last episode, so. Which, just so everybody's
2: aware, so Rook, you took one of the you took the short sword from one of the statues on the far side of the room before going through the stairs. Armbar, you just took one of the statues that's close by. Right, because it's a it's an oval shaped room. There's two that are on your your half of the oval and two on the far half of the oval. So, just so everybody's aware of, like, the physical location of things. But you are you are camping, basically, on the other side of the door, just off to the side a little bit, waiting to, to, to brain the first goblin that comes through. You hear little tiny goblin feet running,
1: but it's a long way, and they don't quite make it across the hall. Uh, brock Alright, so I do I see the little tiny goblin moving across the hall, or is it too dark in here still even with the torch? Uh, with the torch, I'd say you're, you see shadowy figures moving, right? Like
2: it's, you're able to see that, yeah, they're there, but you can't, they're still pretty far into the darkness. But they're moving.
1: Do you have an idea of how far they are from me and or each other? They're about 30 feet away from you, and they're staying shoulder to shoulder. Alright, so I'm going to cast Earth Tremor. Okay. So I'm going to cause a Tremor in a 10-foot radius centered around the group of goblins. They have to make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save they take 1d6 and bludging damage and are knocked prone. Alright, so they both fail. So
2: they're both fall prone and go ahead and roll your damage.
1: Six. Okay, so they both take that plus my charisma modifier, though. So it's actually like a nine. Let me check the the spell. Nope, it is just a d6. So they both take six damage, and are now prone. All right, and I'm gonna roll to see if I got wild magic proc. I got two. I did not. Do I get a regular wild magic proc by any chance? You do. Roll a d100. That is eighteen. Choose an ally. It can be yourself
2: or any of your allies.
1: Uh I'm gonna go ahead and choose Epi. Alright. Oh. You cast enhance ability on Epi. I'm gonna give I'm gonna choose Bear's Endurance to give Epi advantage on Constitution Saves. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And is there anything else you're doing on your turn? Yes, I'm going to cowardly run behind Armbar. Sure. You're, into that room. You're now in the room. And I'm going to grab one of those swords for myself. I... Okay, you are... Yeah, I'll let you get to
2: the statue that's close by. So you now have a short sword.
1: Yep. That's all I got. Alright.
2: The other two goblins... Dash and get to where the the first two are prone. They pull their goblin friends up, so everybody's there. All four of them are close together. They spent their action to dash. Here we are. So Epi. you're last up. You see them. You see all four of them.
3: So quick question: since they see me and I see them, would I need to disengage, or can I just book it? At-
2: I, they're not engaged with you. Like, they're all will- they're
1: wielding crossbows. Yeah, they have to be in close quarters to be disengaged from. Yeah.
3: Okay. Then I am going to do what any sensible buck-necked wizard with no spell components or my spell book would do. Uh, I'm going to use my action to dash and I'm going to get as far down that stairwell as possible to
2: move. Okay, so you're just going to the stairwell, not grabbing a sword or anything.
3: can't use a sword.
2: True, you cannot. Uh, you do make it about ten feet down past Rook, because you just went straight for the stairwell.
3: Do I see anything from my lovely vantage point of slightly downstairs?
2: Uh, you, I would say you can tell that you're about halfway down the stairs. Do I hear anything?
1: No. Okay, so that's your turn. Is Astro in this turn order, by the way? Uh, Astro is currently cowering in the chapel. Okay. Alright, so Astro's just arguably safe. The,
2: you think he might actually be going back to the jail cell and just like finding a, a cage to hide in. You, you, yeah. Astro is in survival mode because Astro is a gnome. With no equipment. Anyway. Alright. Top of the round.
3: I have a quick question. How big are their tiny crossbows? Big enough that someone my size could use.
2: Yes. Yeah. Like, these are actually, these are regular-sized goblins. They're not tiny. Oh. Yeah. No, you're not facing okay. tiny goblins right now.
0: So, Rook. And the regular big old crossbow?
1: Yeah. Just regular everything.
0: Not hand one?
1: standard size crossbow. Yep.
2: So, Rook and Armbar, it is back to you.
0: Um, Rook is... Says quick nod to Eppy and keeps going down them steps. Where do I end up?
2: Alright, so about 20 feet of your movement. You are one floor down. A similar oval-shaped room. Uh, you are facing... Uh, just another wooden door. It's basically an identical room, just one floor down. There are no suits of armor in this one.
0: Okay, so is there anything else in there?
2: Nope, it looks to just be, like, the stairwell room.
0: Okay, it's like a bear. Okay. Um, let me just check up on that door, I guess.
2: Okay, you can't quite reach it with just your regular movement.
0: Okay, so I guess I go towards the door. Um, can I do anything, like... Ready myself, in case somebody bursts in.
2: Sure. What would you like to to ready?
0: Uh, I'd like... Can I prepare to to dodge? You
2: can just take the dodge action, and it sticks until your next turn.
0: Okay.
1: Okay, so you are dodging.
0: I am dodging right now.
1: Cool. Look how we all learned to play D&D since the last session, everybody. I know, right? Alright. Go. Armbar.
4: Uh, I'm gonna turn my head back to, um, Brock, and say, So what do you see, boss? Should we run downstairs after him, or should we stand and fight? I I think we need to get
1: out of here. I think once we have our gear, we can defend ourselves. But right now, you have a rusty sword, I have a rusty sword, and I'm not good with a sword. We should should keep everybody together. Roll. Roll me athletics.
4: Uh, ten.
2: Go ahead give me a dex save.
1: Alright, dex save. Come on, red dice! That's a four. Okay. So,
2: this is not the most graceful thing that's ever happened, right? So, you get flung about with a ten from Tyler, you get flung about ten feet. And then you just sort of Kid, you are prone ten feet into the room.
4: Can I use a bonus action to pick him up?
2: Uh I'll allow it. You go over to him and pick him up so he's vertical again. I'm
4: gonna brush, brush the dirt off him. Come on, what are you doing? It's the man of you!
1: It's probably some of that poison still in my system. It's making me sluggish.
4: Must be. Do I have any more movement or is that about it for me? No, you have... Dude, you're like still good on movement. You've used ten feet so far. Alright, well I guess I'll dash out the room down the stairs. Well, you can't dash because you used your
2: action to fling Brock.
4: I'll walk down the stairs.
2: Alright, so you're about you're at the stairs at this point. Maybe like ten feet down. So you're right where Effie is, just about. Okay. Uh, okay. So, the goblins move the, uh, the two goblins that you hurt before that look really rough, uh, they move closer. They get close enough to take a couple of shots at you. So, one shot each. So, the first one rolls a two, so that misses. The second one rolls a nat 20. Oof. So, that you take nine
1: points of piercing damage from that one. Me? No, I do. From- Alright, do, does the poison... Do I to do a poison saving throw? Nope. Aha! You think that they probably weren't
2: prepared to fight in their own compound.
1: Alright, so I, I marked my damage. Go ahead and make a quick perception check. Me? Yeah. Uh, Eight plus two is ten. Okay. Two more darts hit you.
2: One from the right and one from the left. And as you look, you notice... Slats have opened in the wall, and there is a goblin basically firing from an arrow slit at you from either side. So you take five and three piercing damage as two more crossbow bolts hit you.
1: Alright, how far are the uh, goblins that shot at me from the other side of the room from me? Uh, so... Basically they're about
2: five feet away from the suit of armor that you grabbed one of the swords from. And like there's there's arrow slits that much like the secret door from before they open up so you don't know that they're there but it seems to be a defensive position built into this place itself. And So there are two arrow slits. There's one to your right, kind of ten feet into the room, and one to your left, ten feet into the room.
1: So they're not like right next to each other either. And now it's your turn. Alright, so I'm going to start by using my bonus action to cast Healing Word on myself. Alright. That is a four plus three is seven. Okay. Do I proc wild magic from you? You do not. And then I'm going to roll my d20 really quick to see if I proc it from me. No, I do not. And then I'm going to go ahead and use my cantrip to cast Vicious Mockery in the one that missed me and say, You're a terrible shot! Okay.
2: So he has to roll the Wisdom Save. What's your
1: dc? Uh, it's 13. Uh, yeah, he fails. Alright, so I'm trying to find my card Vicious Mockery. 1 d4 psychic damage, plus my modifier, I believe.
2: Go ahead and roll, but he had one hit point, so he he gets a nosebleed and falls over.
1: Alright, awesome. So I after I strike him dead, I use all of my movement to run to the stairs and I jump down and I say, Armbar, catch me and jump.
4: I turn around and catch him immediately.
1: <laughs> I'm, trying sh- I'm trying to take a shortcut.
2: Yeah, armbar roll. Roll a strength save, armbar.
4: Strength save. 23.
2: You catch you catch Brock, and do not cascading fail. If you had failed this, you would have been tumbling down behind everyone else and just took all of you to the bottom of the stairs. But you catch Brock, so you are all
1: in the staircase. Perfect. I took one down on my way out, but there's at least three more behind us. You hear movement upstairs. Um, you get the sense
2: that this is probably not done yet, but at the very least you think you're safe in the staircase. Epi, when it rolls back around to you, what do you do?
3: So I'm going to go down to the uh, bottom of the staircase, all that good stuff. Assume I also see the wooden door.
2: Yeah, you see it.
3: Would I be able to make it to that door at the bottom of the staircase? You would
2: have to dash, but you would be able to get to it that way.
3: I think that sounds like a good idea. Um, so when I get there, am I able to, like, listen at the door?
2: No, you spent your action dashing.
3: That's fair. Okay, I made it to the door, guys. I'm, I'm Gonna die yet.
2: Nothing happens. Nice. Okay, top of the round, uh, Rook and Armbar.
0: Alright, so um, uh, joining Epi at the door. I'm getting a little tired, I'm getting a little stretchy.
2: You're good, we're about done. We're gonna
0: wrap up this little section. I'm sorry, can you remind me, Epi, what got to at the the door?
3: Like, I, I just got to the door and I don't think anything happened.
0: Okay, so um, should I check the door out more deeply? Well, I just got here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is I'm panting. sorry. I just I thought I spaced out and like you did something big and I missed it. No, no, you're good.
3: I had, I was going to hold thaumaturgy in case someone came through the door and then I'm like, Oh yeah, I have to dash to get there. So I'm just mm. Epi is running for his tiny life.
0: Okay, that's fine. I will let me investigate this door. Let me check out the door for traps and is if um and also check and see if I can hear anybody.
2: Okay. So roll just a general investigation.
0: I rolled a total of nine.
2: <laughs> uh, so you do you do know with certainty the door is unlocked because you're able to reach out and touch the handle, and it turns. Nice. You, well,
3: that's
0: you nice. Don't,
2: I... And also, you didn't trigger any traps by reaching the handle and turning it, but you don't hear anything beyond the door.
0: I don't hear anything. Yeah. All right, I'm going to open it, but like slow-like. Okay. And try to stealth my way in. Huh?
2: I'll let you... Alright, go ahead and roll stealth as a bonus action to just quietly open the door.
0: Yeah, like... Peek through. Let's hope for the best now. And I rolled 21 total. Okay.
2: So, door doesn't make a sound as you peek through. You see more hallway that stretches beyond 60 feet. To the left, you do see uh, wooden doors about... 40 feet in. Um, and you do notice in this hallway it is a little bit colder than it has been upstairs. Um, that's pretty much everything you've got.
1: That's your movement and action and bonus action. All right, Armbar, yeah. it's your turn. And you are carrying Brock at the moment.
4: I'm still carrying Brock. <laughs> um, what's
2: what's around again? Well, you're still in the middle of the staircase. So do you make your way all the way down?
4: I'm still holding on him. And we're, we're, we're going on the this- to the bottom of stairs. So you're
2: now in this room. You spend the rest of your regular movement. You get into the room. Uh, it's another oval-shaped room. You don't see anything special about it. Rook has just opened this door,
4: and you see hallway. Gotcha. Um. I guess Uh. I'll... Can I dash towards Rook with uh, Brock in my, hand, in my arms? Sure.
2: So, I mean, because you're carrying someone else... You move at slightly slower speed, so I'll say you just reach the door. Sounds good. And you think, uh, Brock? I'll say it's your turn.
1: All right, so Brock will dismount and then go through the door.
2: So you go about thirty feet in. About ten feet ahead of you is
1: a wooden door on the left, and you can't see anything because it is still pitch black. You have your torch. Can I check to see if the door to my left is locked? Not
2: from here, no.
1: I have ten I have no other action, so I just dash over to it to get the rest of the way. Sure. All right. And I can I open the door? Or is that using action? Uh, you can try the door as an item interact. All right. I try opening the door. You
2: open the door, and a blast of cold hair air hits you. Um, this room that you just opened is really cold. All right. Um, you do manage to see a little into it. There is like a bit of like bog, but you do see, like, hanging slabs of meat. I found the meat locker! Behind you all, the three remaining goblins, one of whom looks just pitiful, dash down the stairs and make it about ten feet into the room. And That's their turn, that's all they can do. There are now three goblins about twenty to thirty feet behind you all. Eppie, it's your turn.
3: Okay, okay. Eppie had made it to the door, was kind of Catching his breath. There are now goblins in the room. of Blood- them Blood- looks like crap. And I have the offensive capabilities of just a really angry chihuahua right now. So I am going
1: to... If in- ever there was a point where I could be confirmed or deny whether or not Epi is a, is a uh, warlock, it'd be right now because a warlock would just Eldritch Blast that dead goblin.
2: So here's the thing. Warlock does not have to take Eldritch Blast. They all all do, because why wouldn't you? But, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Epi. So you, you dash in. You definitely see there's the meat locker. You're able to see further in. It is rows of preserved meat. And then you see some shelves on the wall with, like, barrels of probably some kind of drink. You have found a storage area.
3: Okay, so we found the storage locker, uh, and you said
2: there were other doors in here. I, it goes a little deeper than you're able to see with your sixty feet of dark vision, because it is still pitch black. As far as you can see, it's just cold storage. How about
3: down
2: the rest of the hall? Uh, I don't. If you get to that point, you're able to see, like, at the very edge of your dark vision. Another wooden door to the right.
3: Am I able to make it to that door?
2: No, like, you just spent 30 feet of movement coming in here. You could dash to get, like, halfway to that other door that's further down.
3: And I have the brilliant idea to, um, uh, can I use the hide action and hide behind the door that was
2: open? Sure, yeah. Go ahead and roll stealth check.
3: Okay. i and- I'm sure this will go extremely well. Okay. I believe in you. Green dice. Okay, that's solid. That's decent. That is a that is an 11 plus 2 for
2: 13. Okay. Uh, you believe you're a stealth. Okay. Back at the top of the round, it is
1: Armbar and Rook. I was just saying, it's funny, before we recorded, we were talking about how you have caltropes, and that would be great in a chase, but you don't have your gear. Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are there, are there any more unopened doors? I mean, not
2: not that you can reach this turn.
0: Okay. There's the one that's, like, way down the hallway. Can I get to the one Epi's at? Yeah. I'll get to that one, then. Uh, can I do anything once I get there, though? like?
2: So, you would have to dash to get there, because it's 40 feet in, and you're at the first door. So you go 30 feet... You're about ten feet away from this door that leads to cold storage. You want to dash to get to it.
0: Oh, dash to... Epi's door. Be back up.
2: Okay. So you dash, you get to the door another ten feet, you see in there. Uh, everybody that's in cold storage, you do see there's... I would say Epi in particular, roll me a nature check. As you look in here, and you see there is a brown mold growing on the wall. Okay, I'm gonna...
3: Let's see what that nature will do. Uh, oh no. Oh no. So, um, hmm. That is a nat 20 plus 4.
1: Hey, nat 20 means we can get a good result.
3: Oh, oh. Okay. Okay, so I rolled two 100s and got a 1 and a 21. Oh boy.
2: Alright, so real quick. Let's resolve the nature check first. This is a harmless type of mold that is not toxic. This mold has one pretty widely used purpose. It feeds off of heat, so it absorbs the heat from the room that it's growing in. So it is the poor man's cold storage mold. You just, you cultivate it in a underground area. And it absorbs the heat from a room, it's important that the mold stays in darkness because light will actually cause it to die. Not like immediately, but it... you get the idea. Yeah. So, this is... this mold is what's allowing this room to be basically refrigerated right now. Um, anyway. So, a 1 and a 21. All right.
3: Come on, spider!
2: So... oh no. Roll a d20. Okay! Okay!
3: Um, okay. Uh, tiny pink dice. I rolled a six. Okay. So,
2: choose any first level spell that you would normally have access to, and cast it.
3: (laughs) Okay. So, quick question about hiding. Am I still able to see all those goblins?
2: Yeah, you're just on the other side of the door, like you... You know that they're there. You're able to peek around the hallway and just see them with your dark vision,
3: okay, so Effie behind the safety of the door, peeks around and like you know tense fingers points at one of the goblins, and you see this just crackle of blue energy goes shooting at them, and I catch with- with. I cast Witch Bolt. That one of the goblins.
2: So Witch Bolt has a range of 30 feet. They are about... They are 60 feet away. So, Eppy would know that, so pick something else.
3: Okay, then I think it's a great time for Magic Missile. So what you guys see instead, Epi just takes... You, know, you see three fingers of Epi's point around the door. First one goes off and just a glowing dark across
1: the the hallway with a range of 120 feet and hopefully smacks one of these like goblins
3: square to the face. Uh, that magic missile just auto hits. It does. Ah! Oh
1: goddamn. And so, you divide the bolts, I believe. Yeah, so yes. roll a D four three times for each bolt.
2: So it's a D four plus one for the damage, and then tell me how you divide it between goblins.
3: Okay. How many goblins do I see?
2: You see three goblins, one of them looks like he might have one hit point exactly.
3: (laughs) Hot damn. Okay, so I rolled two threes and a five, and that's not with... And so that would go to two fours and a six for damage. So for the goblin, that looks like he's got a whopping one HP. He gets one of the fours.
1: And my guess would be that they have seven HP because I did six, and then they had one HP left. So I think you need seven to knock out another goblin.
3: I'm gonna have one smack that, uh, that not-so-great-goblin square in the face. He dies. Hot dog. And, um, I am going to, uh, I think I'm gonna smack another one in the face with the six. See what that does?
2: Well, okay. So you smack him with the six, he's still standing.
3: It might be a little
2: overkill, but yeah, the second one's just gonna finish the job and hit him square. Sure. So, you wild magic, cast magic missile, and two of the goblins are just dead. There's one goblin standing, hasn't been injured, but like, all of a sudden, it's him against all of you. And the closest person
1: is Armbar, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> so all this happened because Epi rolled a nat 20. Of Investigating a
1: meat locker.
2: <laughs> yeah, off what? of his turn. So Rook, you spent your turn getting to the cold storage. Uh was there anything you wanted to do here?
0: Um I don't um, um I mean if armbar is the closest to the enemy, maybe get closer to armbar?
2: Well, you went away
1: from Armbar down this hallway. Uh so oh. he's turning around and going back? Armbar's in good health. I think Armbar can handle one goblin.
0: Yeah, I think it's fine. I guess,
1: um... Armbar's just going to be like, I got this, little man. <laughs> That's
4: right. I
0: <laughs> think Armbar's fine. I guess I'll... uh, I'll do what I do best. I'll try and find something that hasn't been invented.
2: Okay, so... Uh... I'll say you make your way a little bit into the cold storage. There's no doors to anywhere else. Um, all you see is just food stuff, hanging meat. It looks to be like barrels of ale lining the walls. It's cold storage. This is where they preserve the food.
0: So there's ale. Where's where's that little guy who wants to drink?
1: He's back in the chapel. We'd have to double back. But we can grab one for him.
0: Yeah, I know. That poor old guy. Well... This is probably isn't the best thing for him right now. Um,
1: I can press and digitize it into water.
0: Reverse Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right. well, well, we'll consider it, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sure.
2: Why am I getting drunk drinking this water? Yeah,
0: right. <laughs>
2: this poor little Just tiny. It tastes guy. like water, but it's making my chest burn. <laughs> <laughs>
4: This is like a hundred and eighty proof water. What the? <laughs> All
2: right, armbar. There is one <laughs> goblin left standing, about thirty feet behind you.
4: Uh, I guess I can run up to him, get to him in time, to smash him.
2: All right, roll your roll your attack.
4: Uh, I got a fifteen. Uh, you just hit. Alright. So we're gonna go to attacks. Nine piercing damage. With the minus one because the sword is shitty.
2: Still eight piercing. Which is enough, you just skewer this guy.
4: Yeah. Take that, little man! Grab their crossbows! Epi
3: leans around the corner. Yes, yes, I actually do know how to use that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, me too.
3: They were okay. horrible games as a child. those. was really good cool at them.
1: So,
2: we are out of initiative order for now. You have dealt with these four goblins through a mix of wild magic and just running away. You still haven't found your gear. You've managed to like scavenge from what you found. For now, we're gonna call this episode quits just because we're getting to that point and we will pick back up here next time.
0: Okay, you listen to Bard Rock Cafe. Get on to sassygamers.com and listen to more episodes. And become a patron. I'll read your cards. Do it. Patreon.com slash Bard Rock Cafe. Till next time.